What's up, everyone? Today we bring you a very special quarantine session featuring Nomad. This one's for the culture, for art, for music, and for love. Yo, check it out. A whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be now cast. Third culture kids where the concept of the dukan is the, the corner shop or the top shop. We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You're tuned into the dukan show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity, their creative expression, and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Welcome to your tribe. What's up, everyone? And welcome to the Dukan Show. We have a very special episode for you today. Uh, I have Mish from Nomad. We've got Bayluni, the one and only amazing producer in town. We've got Ananya, who, uh, Ananya and Michelle, who have amazing pipes. When you hear these girls sing, you will not believe it. I'm so excited to share this episode with you all. And uh, one of the things that Dukan always talks about, and it's something that we're very committed to, is the uh, growth and the support of grassroots initiatives in the UAE when it comes to culture and music. And so one of the one of the entities that I believe is truly supporting grassroots music in town as um, and culture and art and so many other things is Nomad. And I'm so proud to pre- uh, present uh, Mish from Nomad today. And I'm wondering, Mish, tell us about Nomad. I've been talking to you for quite a bit and it's quite remarkable. So what makes it so special? Thank you, Reem. So firstly, thank you for having us on the podcast. And I think, like you said, we've been talking about Nomad for so long. And if I can just sum it up in a few words, what we're looking to be and looking to build is an enabling community platform. And in simple words, you could consider us as an incubator, but What we set out to build was a place where talent and startups from the region, whether they're in media, film, music, content, gaming, F&B, you know, building things that are aligned with our holding group's interest, how we could support them. So we learned very quickly and very, very early on that if we have to really do grassroots initiatives and create a movement on the ground, we need to work with the community. And that's why we applied this model um, where, yes, we will have memberships on offer. We will have a physical venue. We're going to be offering, you know, capacity building programs, events, but it has to be led by people from the community, people that, you know, our members could relate to. And so we've been very fortunate to work with community ambassadors like Mohammed Rayan Bailuni, um, who's been leading the music initiative for us. And the first thing that we kicked off was a music boot camp where we led people through this journey of actually scaling up their aspirations to be in the music industry. And then we created something out of it. Um, But I think Mohammed would do better justice in explaining that. And um, I'll leave it to him to introduce that. Well, I'm um, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not too sure how much better I'll be able to explain it, because essentially, really, the guys at Nomad are like the um, sort of like the the workhorses behind whatever the chariot is that you see on Instagram, to be fair. But um, no, to be honest, obviously, thank you very much for having us on the show. Um, And I think uh, what you said about the grassroots thing, um, I think everything that you've picked up in general, like from what you're saying about Nomad, um, just to everybody listening now, that was pretty much the the first thing that I picked up when I met the guys. uh, Me too. It was absolutely what I thought. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing because because you um, I don't want to say this without being controversial. It's not it's not to take a dig, but just in general, um, 
that the whole um, grassroots platform thing is bandied about a lot, and you never really know how to gauge whether it, you know, it's how disingenuous it is or whatnot. So it does take a bit of time. You get to know the people, you understand what they're about, you understand what the whole team is from from top to bottom, and then you go, okay, I, I think they genuinely do. And I find a really big part of that uh, for me is when you, whatever you meet someone, it really is about for me, like life, you can get anything out that you want out of life, uh, out of a relationship, out of anything. It's just by asking questions. It's like the most powerful tool. So I found that a lot of the, 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 the times that we first met with Nomad, it was just all questions from both sides. So there was a genuine will to like, what, like, so how does that work? And what, what has this been done before? Why didn't it work? And the, one of the first things that we, we, came up with was this idea of a boot camp um even though that we know we knew it had been tried before but for me i was just like in general what what nomad is trying to do and what we're trying to actively do uh over you know the next few years is integrate into the community not claim it there's a very big difference because you can just come in and say we do this and we do that and we do this um and the community goes so what mm. right but then the minute the minute you show a genuine interest in helping or a genuine interest in building something, then people then along the way, when they hear about it or they join, they, they participate. So a big part of the bootcamp for me was I felt there were a bunch of artists that either were a lot more talented than their profile or their, I don't know what the right word is, content, portfolio, whatever you want to use. But in general, I felt they were underappreciated. And then I felt like there were other artists that were, had potentials, a very like weird word to use sometimes, but they had so much potential that you're like with certain things that level up can happen really quick and they could be something really special. So uh, we wanted to try and find those guys. And what we did was I was like, I don't want to be the one to choose because that's just the first thing I was going to say is like, oh, Beluni chose the people that he likes. Well, because, I mean, the truth is that we are very small and insular community and we tend to go to the places and people that we know. And one of the things I was saying earlier to everybody is some of the music and the the sounds and the artists that have come out of your boot camp, I've never heard of before. Yeah. And that was so relieving. It was so wonderful. It's refreshing. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. So like when when yeah, when we got we we actually reached out to um and this was actually Nomad's idea because they had obviously been networking with lots of people aside from me, uh learning about the community, learning all that stuff. So they were like, Well, we have uh, you know, a bunch of these guys who are involved in the music scene, like heavily involved. They're they're really integrated somehow, whether it be whether it's events, whether it's recording, whether whatever. And they're like, How about we ask them? And then from that panel, we'll get a bunch of names and the ones that seem to pop up the most will reach out to them. So obviously we had people like Ananya, we had Michelle's name come up. We had all the other guys in the, in the camp. We actually had a few more uh, people that started, but then obviously because of they were traveling or whatever, they couldn't make it. Um, but in general, it was so refreshing because we actually got a lot of students like Ananya. That's a funny story itself, which I'll say in a second, but like we had lots of people, um, from the from SAE itself, right? So like these were actually students that were looking for something like this, um, but something that wasn't within the curriculum, but it's something maybe more creative without having to be like graded or without having it to be like an exam. 
so yeah, so we ended up doing the boot camp, which was like two weeks. We had, I think we had, I always get this number wrong. It's like 14, 15, 15 people, Michelle? Mish, sorry. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're we're gonna clear this up because I'm gonna say Michelle by mistake, and I know there's a Michelle, so I have to I'm, I I'm gonna we have to keep saying Mish, but um, yeah, but uh, it was 15, right, Mish? Yeah, 15. So we had yeah we had 15 guys there. Um, they all came up with songs together, but I think more importantly, like you said, uh, the the feelings you you had listening to like these people, I had like day by day, I was like wow like whether it was in general i remember i don't know if michelle remembers this but the first day we were supposed to write um we didn't have everyone there because of scheduling so um i don't know if michelle remember this i i was like i'm gonna separate you guys into the extroverts and the introverts and i made two little groups yeah so michelle was part of this little group and i'm like um you guys seem to be like write very introverted music so we'll put you guys to, as a writing group it didn't end up being the group but so it was extroverted and introverted music not character no not characters music. like that's music, okay. music wise so it kind yeah. of goes hand in hand for i okay well yeah. i guess yeah. it does yeah. but for for the non-musician in this oh, in, yeah, i guess Mish and i are the non-musician what is introverted music i think this is really interesting so how did you separate this group of people that you found um you know from the community yeah no so one of the episodes uh, sorry episodes one of the uh the sessions that we had uh talking about episodes um one of the sessions that we had um and i'm sure anania because anania was like was bombarding me with questions that session and i was like damn she's getting the better of me this session <laughs> like she, she 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 stretched my intellect even though it doesn't take much but she did but um she uh she was asking those questions because we were talking about uh specifically this we were we were going through like if your music was a actor, who would it be? If your music was a color, what color would it be? So uh, we basically, I think it was like five or six slides with like 10, 15 questions. And then everyone just answered the questions. So by the end of it, we went one by one. And I obviously asked Michelle and I'm like, so what were your answers? And then I was trying to show her, like, if you put all these things together, not that I'm correct, but this is an idea of how you can link a pattern. So for example, if you're, if you say that the color of your music is a dark blue and your the, the actor that represents your music is Keanu Reeves. And there's this consistent theme of introvertedness. Then you go like, so clearly, yeah. So I was trying, it was less about branding and it was more about that your identity is not something defined just by the song or the MP3 file. It's more than that. It's what you want to say out to the world, you know? Uh, so obviously we had a bunch of people. Like if anyone here knows Menon, Menon was right next to Michelle. Mich yeah, like Michelle's so cracking up because Menon's was like, was like so over the top extroverted. I was like, there's no <laughs> way these two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Menon, Menon, one of my favorites, but yeah. he is yeah. the opposite of you, Michelle. Like yeah. he is the opposite energy of you, which is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's your music as well. The music is truly yeah. a reflection and embodiment yeah. Yeah. of who you are. And so, so going through the camp, what did you? the boot camp rather, what did you feel as, as you were going through this, Michelle? Like what was the experience mm, with mm. Bayluni well, and the camp and that. everything? Yeah. Being pitted against, you know, I find Menon to be a personality. So what was it <laughs> like sitting in a room and working with him? Yeah, no, honestly, like the whole thing from top to, to end was, it was great because we were going through stages where 
the first the first stage was you know taking those uh, kind of lectures so i did feel like i was uh, at uni again and i loved it because to me those are like the best years i, I don't want to do nine to five anymore um so being in this room with all of these people like a few people that i knew people that i didn't know and then i i discovered like how they sang ananya when i heard her sing the first time i was like Oh my God, I literally, I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I texted her, I messaged her on, on Instagram. I was like, dude, or I actually told her um, that day, the I next actually, day. I actually, I actually, uh, I saw Michelle performing on like this venue or something. I don't know. Um, and, and I messaged her and I was like, oh my God, I love your voice. Your voice is insane. Really? Like, I don't remember like, that. Like, oh my God. And then she found out my music. She she watched my whole page. No, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. Okay. I feel don't don't put me as the villain. I'm not I'm not the bad guy. No, no. Not at all. But I oh. do think it's wonderful that you you know, I do believe that kindred spirits sort of kind of find each other in their way. And um, you know, practices mm -hmm. like what Beluni and the team at Nomad have put together helps you find your way to each other. And that's what's great about, and that's why we need writing camps and listening parties and listening sessions. And um, what's amazing is that I, I realize, Ananya, every time somebody talks to me about you, I, this is the first time I've obviously kind of gotten to know you, but they said the, mm -hmm. the pipes on this girl, the voice on this girl, I can't wait for you to perform later, but what is, wh where did you find your voice and how did you make it into Bayluni's little boot camp? Like, how did it, how did it happen? So the thing is, I, um, I've been singing Indian music my entire life. Uh, oh. I actually started learning Indian music at like the age of six. And then later on, like the, like the more I was like, I started watching Disney channel and stuff like that. I was like, oh, maybe I could try singing English music and stuff like that, which was completely new to me and my entire family, because we're all like very religious, like Indian Carnatic music people. So oh, it was wow. very new for me as well. But once I started learning like Western music, uh, I, I started discovering more artists and I was like, oh, maybe I could like, you know, try doing like covers and stuff and putting it up on Instagram, which is when I started like my cover page. And then later on one day, I think um, I, I performed at the uh, Pizza Express Live open mic and it was oh. up on their story, like a, a snippet of my performance. And Ryan saw that and he was like, hey, like your voice is amazing. Um, we should we should collaborate on something sometime or what kind of music do you sing? And I was like, oh, um, I, I, I don't know this person, but I, I checked out his profile. <laughs> no. He had like a bunch of followers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I barely knew him, but I, I saw his profile. He had like a bunch of followers. And I'm like, eh, I mean, I guess. And so I replied. And then obviously um, Ryan ghosted me. Uh, and, then, and then I performed again. I performed again uh, on another day which was, um, I don't know, like, like a few weeks later. And there was another snippet, a snippet of me performing. And then Rayan saw that and he messaged me again. Okay. And he was like, oh, wait, we've already started this conversation. <laughs> yeah. We've and already then, been um, here. And then eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the funny story with that, sorry, just to again. interject. Yeah, just what to interject. What happened? Did you ghost her? Did you so ghost this lovely was... girl? <laughs> Yeah, no, so, so it's so, it's so bad. I'm, I'm not even going to be like, I'm not even going to deny this. So, uh, when I first contacted her over DM, I, we hadn't even come up with the bootcamp idea yet. It was just, I was okay. like, wow, who is this? Right. So when I messaged her and she replied, it was just one of those things where I read the reply, I get a call, I do something else. I come back. I, it's now, it's never happened again. So then me thinking like, oh, she never got back to me. I, 
instigate a second convo and then see I haven't replied to the first convo and then it happens <laughs> oh, the second okay. time so right? is it true so then the, okay so the third time that it happened the, the third time that I met Ananya uh she was a name that was bandied about like we we're saying from the panel or like the this yeah. like jury if you want to call them uh for the people and I didn't know none of us at Nomad not even Mish knew that she was an SAE student we didn't even know that so so turns out when we get there and we have this name and we're like, oh, she was one of the names. SAE go, we also have a student. And I was like, oh, well, we, we also have a bunch of names. And they're like, oh, there's this girl called Ananya. She's I'm like, oh, so it's happening All from both sides. All roads lead this way. Yeah. All, roads, All lead roads lead this, lead way. this way. And I think that's amazing. So so Mish, obviously figuring it all out, putting this all together, you reached out to universities. And I think that's one of the things that I appreciated about the bootcamp mm. is that you, I feel like you did reach out to the heart of communities where people really want access to people like Beiluni because he's actually not that accessible. This yeah. is, if you look at him on video right now, this is where he is. So if Absolutely. you don't end up there, Absolutely. you're probably not going to find him. Thank, thank you so much for this. Thank you so much, Reem. Thank you. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. No sarcasm. <laughs> but I have to say, I have to say there's a, there was a whole logic or an approach behind this after a lot of like research and banging our heads against the wall. Like, okay, what's really needed on the ground? And I have to say that we sat with musicians and I remember sitting very vividly with a, a great musician from the UAE and he looked at all of our layouts because we we're building, as I said, recording studios and all of that. And he said, this is beautiful, but could you get a Bailuni there? Or could you get a producer there? Because uh, I'm not going to come just yeah. for the studios. And then it struck us that, listen, it's not about the, the facilities, it's not about the investment, it's about the people. And that's what people are lacking. Yes. There is no community space. And then even through the boot camp, you know, what really struck us and struck a chord was the collaborations, the stories that were coming out of it. You know, the fact that one of the boot camp members, Basel, he's a doctor by day and he's an oud player by yeah. night, you know. He was part of the boot wow. camp. And then he, he makes a song called Taboule with Menon, which is which is oud mixed with, you know, Menon's signature rap. And yes. That's yes. the kind of content and that's the kind of um, IP that we really wanted to generate with Nomad, you know, like at yeah. the grassroots level, create content that you can celebrate at a global level. That's wonderful. And so I'm so glad, I must say, that you found a Bailuni because I think the heart of this is, and I'm not, I I, you, you know, a. I don't... A you are one of the Sasquatches. I think what I'm what I what the heart of it is to take a voice and to turn it into what you see what you believe it could be and to show people like me I'm not very musical although I am a patron of the arts and I'm, I don't sing I don't play an instrument but there are moments when I hear oh this is what it was meant to be because that is I'm a consumer of the of of global and regional content and I'm a curator of that content and so are my peers, my partners. And so when we say find a Bailuni, I think what we're trying to say is find someone who will carve out of this stone everything it's meant to be. That's right. And so um, speaking of doing that, I think that when COVID sort of came down, came raining down on us in this strange way, everyone was reacting in different in different ways. And one of the most interesting things to me was the way that Nomad, piv Nomad pivoted. So I think Bailuni, how did what was happening? Because I think you were in the middle of doing stuff. And what, what happened yeah. when, when all of this? Uh, um, to, to be fair, it's a great question, because to be fair, I think we can all sort of attest to the fact that the the initial like i mean everyone went, went into lockdown different times but officially like when it became a thing like government wise yeah. 
uh, there was like this surge globally uh, of everyone going Instagram live, Instagram live, Instagram live, Instagram live. Um, and I think in the beginning, it was such a great, it was such a great like highlight of how technology works. But then there is a point where um, as a, as a consumer, and you probably can say this more than we can, but like you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch every single one. Like I can't, like, you know, I, can't. I can't, it's exhausting. I can, you know? Yeah. So um, I remember, and this is actually a compliment to the event, but I remember it was the, uh, the day we found, uh, obviously uh, all of us at the Nomad team were all talking like, what can we do? Because obviously we're the, if we just on this bootcamp and we're thinking of doing like stuff to do with like events or doing live stuff and engaging artists, like, like how, how does that work? in what can Nomad do in that time, right? Just in terms of like staying active, having content. And we were we were thinking of doing something similar to the BDXB lockdown and getting artists to perform on Instagram yeah. Live. So shout out to Big House who did that. And I remember, it was so funny, if Big House is listening to this, I remember when he called me and he was like, man, I'm going to get, bro, not five, eight artists to play this festival. I'm going to get right? eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then on the day on the day he's like 52 artists i'm like what 52 yeah. that's ridiculous yeah. so th thank you to big Hass for making sure that there was no possibility in doing anything like that again because he got everybody in the region you know to, so um, to his credit we, we, to his credit yeah Hass we just that. thought he honed yeah, everything in you know yeah to be fair Hass is Hass is like i mean like that's incredible in general to do that but for us, it actually made the decision easier that we didn't want to do that. Yeah. And then when we were speaking about it, we really, like, I, we actually legitimately went back to the first convo or the first conversations I was talking about earlier where uh, we were all talking, asking each other questions. And I remember one of the things that came about was, uh, and this is a thing that, like, I think probably from the first month that I ever started producing, it's a really big part of why I do what I do, um, being... Syrian British, but being essentially raised from I was two months old up until 21 in Abu Dhabi, like at a time where like there was no music industry. There's always yeah. been this perception that um, success in music is is uh, has a passport or it has a, a, a border like, um, mm. oh, if you if you go to if you go to the States, your life will change. If you go to London, oh, you'll your never life will make change. it here. You'll never yeah, make it it's here. Impossible. There's there's like, no pipeline to make it here. Yeah. Like UAE is Abu Dhabi from the Garfield cartoon days where it's where people get sent to like prison or whatever, you know, like it's like it's it's um, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's really um, is my audio still working? It is right. Yeah, it is. OK, cool. Zoom gave me a weird thing. So um, so there was this um, there was this there's a stigma. And I always thought like in general, I was part of a band. So I'm like, well, I never thought that I'm not talented enough to stay here. Or that if I go, I'm going to be more talented or I know it's about an ecosystem and whatever. So yeah. one of the first things I mentioned to the Nomad guys was, even though I know that stigma exists, I think it would be great as in this Corona time as sort of like to instill hope, to make people realize that people like Michelle, people like Ananya, people, so many artists that we have in the scene, even those I haven't worked with, have so much talent that it's not an issue about... If I become better, I can reach a certain level in the industry. That if we get an industry like leader, a, a top producer or a top artist or something, and have them listen like one-on-one, -on -one, like listen to the music that we have, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna listen to it and go, this is amazing, or this part is great, this part is great. Suddenly the artists that are here go, 
it's not about how good I am. It's about everything else that I have to do. So yeah. it was really to instill that sort of hope. And then uh, shout out to the Nomad guys. They they um, they reached out to a bunch of people. And then we obviously had this talk with Hit Boy Live. Um, and it was a one hour chat. But really, the, the thing yeah. we fought for. Yeah, like seven Grammys. I mean, he's work, worked with everybody. And I was like, if there's ever going to be an opinion... And he's not known for, you know, kind of like, you know, lip service. So if he's not going to like it, he's going to say that he doesn't like it. You know, this is what you kind of need, because we and our culture are known for yeah. a lot of a lot of lips. We don't say no. We don't want we're like, oh, it's nice. But uh, you want someone to be like, that's horrible. And you need to stop yeah. and get better right now. <laughs> and yeah, I think and that that's important, too. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, like. Obviously, this is like, it's such a hard thing. I, I, you do need this stuff. Like, um, in general, it really is about how you take things rather than what people yes. say. And I think that's the, the paradigm shift that we have to have. Like, if someone comes up to me and says, honestly, that last thing that you did was trash. I don't, <laughs> I mean, I may not appreciate the way it's conveyed, but I appreciate the, the, the conversation of them even mentioning it, right? Yeah. Um, but um, but I think that's the part where we have to distinguish because they are two separate things. Like delivery and message or intention are two completely and, different and things. And feedback, right? Yeah. yeah so, and so Mesh, um, when... Sorry, go yeah. ahead, Beiluni. I thought... No, I was going to say, wanted, so I, the, one of the songs we played was uh, was one of Michelle's songs, which at the time Hitboy reacts to, and there's a bunch of other artists there. And I remember Mish was saying, like, like the reactions have been amazing from this guy yes. to these other artists. Yeah, yeah. So ha connecting all these dots, because obviously Beiluni had this obviously pivot idea of some sort, but how did you get hit boy how did that how did hit boy become the the guy because by the way when i saw it on the feed i was so happy because it wasn't an interview it was a listening session it was a bridging session between you know these lovely ladies and the world and that's so desperately what our artists need so how did that happen and how did that connection get made yeah sure so i think what you said about the bridge that was the main core of it because we went yeah. back down to the basics like Bailuni was saying that you know COVID changed the situation for us we had a very clear plan of okay we're going to do live events and all of that and then we had to go back to the drawing board and say okay what is it that nomad really stands for and we're very clear that okay we're the enabler and then we work with yeah. industry partners we have our members we have our community ambassadors and it's a matter of a member being, you know, benefiting from a community ambassador like Beiluni, but then also elevating Beiluni's profile on a global level, having him have this exchange with someone that he's inspired by, and then giving back to the community. So, you know, the reason why Nomad even came about is because, as I mentioned, we have a holding group of, you know, different industries focused on media entertainment. And that really helps us in having Vasta and connecting yeah. to people like Hitboy. So we go through 117 Live, which is our sister company. We partnered with them on this campaign and we contacted, you know, Hitboy's management. And it was really interesting. He was he was down. He said that, look, yeah, I'd, I'd want to hear what's happening there. And our mandate was very clear that it's not going to be just a Q&A about his journey. We are going to yeah. have him listen to the music of the UAE and the region. And I think from playing back the session, I think that's the most interesting part for us. Like having him react and him saying, oh, you're listening to Freak's music and saying, what is that? What is he saying? You know, that was really interesting. And so, Michelle, what did you feel when you when he listened to when you when you when he listened to your song? Like, it's just a very it must have been absurd. Yeah, like, I was the strangest out. thing. 
I was freaking out. I was like, freaked out. Okay. She's like, I just freaked out. Because <laughs> I didn't expect it because, you know, there are so many songs that I'm pretty sure were submitted. And I was like, no, there's no way. And also he went through one of the questions that I submitted. So I was like, Halas, my song is not going to be played. It's okay. I'm just going to listen to the others. And then it comes up and I'm like, and I freak out very quickly <laughs> when it comes to these things. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Uh, but you, like in an introverted way, you freaked yeah, out. You didn't freak out like an yeah, in an introverted way. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't know if Michelle remembers this, but Michelle posted a story um, around the time that we knew it was going to happen. And it was sort of like a weird moment. So Michelle was a, went on uh, James Vickery's live. I don't know if you remember oh, this. I tried. Well, you, well, you tried yeah. and it didn't work. It and she work. was about to like sing or or perform to, to Vickery. And I was like, yo, that guy is such an amazing singer. And yeah. it it went away. So in the back of my mind, I was like, if she does submit a yeah. song and it gets chosen, I'll be like, that would make my day because it kind of makes up for the, the James yeah. Vickery. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it all comes, it all comes, it all comes full circle, I think. And I think for Ananya, what did it feel like, obviously being a part of the program and then seeing, you know, like, I, I'm sure you were watching. I'm sure you were like glued mm -hmm. to your phone. Yes, what was, I was it like? What was it like seeing all this happen with people that you now know, you know? It was, it was incredible. I was honestly, I was in my room and I was like hyping everyone up. No, nobody could hear me, but I was just like, oh my God, yes, Michelle, yes, KK. <laughs> and I was, it was incredible just watching his reaction because I, through the bootcamp, I was able to discover like how insane the music is in this region. And I was yeah. so glad that someone like Hit Boy could also discover it because there's so many amazing, talented musicians here and they discover the record. I mean, they, they, they deserve the recognition. So I was really, really happy. I'm, well, I'm so I'm so glad, and this is this is it. When people say, you know, what do we have? We have so much, and it's our responsibility to make, create, facilitate, and showcase it to the world unapologetically. And mm -hmm. I think that's really what you know Amen. this, this Amen. whole practice is. You know, um, so Mish, what's next for Nomad? Like, what do you have in store after all of this amazing work? What's next? So Nomad Live uh, has a lot of different segments going on, but the continuing the Today's Icons one. So after Hip Boy, we wanted to move away, keeping in the line of like still entertainment and content, but we moved away from purely music by hosting the next session, which is going to be with Big Haas and Charlie Sloth. And that's going to be on the 3rd of June. And we're really excited for it because they're both, there's so many parallels between what they do and they're both like entertainers with really big energy. So it's going to be another exciting session where um, Haas is going to ask him about his journey in the media industry wearing so many different hats, you know, as a content creator, as a broadcaster, as a producer. Um, and then yeah. there will also be a segment where he's going to listen to music from the region and this time a lot more focused on Arabic music and Arabic rap and hip hop. So we're really excited for that and we're actually taking entries for the music right now. So whoever wants to still submit their tracks, please check out our website, nomaddubai.com. And uh, that's happening on the 3rd of June. And even if you have questions, even uh, if yeah, you have questions. even if you have any questions to submit. Yep. Okay, so just in case um, you guys uh, need a reminder later on, we'll take it as a little bit of a soundbite. Um, the first thing is you can submit your questions to uh, the Charlie Sloth and Big Haas uh, Nomad Live, which will be on June 3rd. But also you can submit your song and possibly have him listen to it. And it you'll have the most amazing experience like Michelle had. You'll have the Michelle, you'll have the Michelle experience. The Michelle, <laughs> the Michelle experience. introvert freak out. Yeah, the introvert freak out. Um, <laughs> and how the Michelle experience. 
<laughs> yes, an out of Michelle experience. So um, the one, so I, I do want to really, um, really thank Nomad for all the work that they're doing, and also Beluni. Like you, one of the things that nobody realizes is how hard you work, and how I see it, and our team sees it. How much of the regional music has been your, the sound is you shaped a lot of that sound, and uh, oh, I hope you that much. your repertoire will be your. I see your repertoire as an archive for a lot of the sounds that we we oh, think represent the Arab narrative, that, and I think. Thank it's you so, so much. fire, so amazing. And um, ladies, so I think what what do we have now? We have some live performances. Is that where we're is that where we're headed? Is that what's going on? All right, Bayluni. No pressure. Who goes first? What a special surprise! Who goes first? Um. Okay. I I'll, I have a coffee, and I can. They can each guess which hand I'm holding it in. Whoever gets it right. Okay. So we'll go with we'll okay. go with Ananya first. Am I, is it in my right hand or my left hand? So Michelle's going first. <laughs> no. All right. All right. No. So Michelle is going first. And uh, Michelle, tell us about the song. Tell us about, um, you know, what it is and what you're going to be performing for us. Yeah. So the song is called Soding. Um, we did it produ produced by Bailuni and MGZ. And there's also someone called The Fuzz, Samad, who's also playing a, a guitar solo during the song that you're going to hear. It's going to be that moment where it gets a bit awkward because we're all just like listening to the music. <laughs> but uh, not, yeah. Not for Amar. Yeah, not for Amar. Not for Amar. Amar. He's good. <laughs> too good for him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically the song is about just being with someone you love and floating with them. Lovely. Take it, it away. Explain it. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. 
I'm still on mute. Here we go. Luckily, oh, we're we still recording. Okay, okay. we still good. I was just saying your voice is wonderful. What a voice. Unbelievable. So, um, thank you so much. So, Bailuni, starting with this, when you first met Michelle, is this what you imagined could be? Is this was this what you heard from the beginning? Or did it take some crafting from both of yours? Like how did how did that work? Um, well, to be fair, uh, it's it's a bit of a weird story, but it's a cool story because um so the, the the guy that also produced the song was MGZ, and shout out to MGZ as well to Mulham. Uh, he joined the boot camp later because he was uh, he was I think he was traveling, so he had to come halfway through. Okay. And just before Mulham came, uh, we had a it's on my wall somewhere. Basically, I did this funny thing where I blindfolded everybody and we listened to just random songs to kind of go back to the old CD days. And um, one of the songs that I played, and I, I know Michelle will remember this was uh, an Alina, uh, Alina Barra song with Galia Matas, and it's called Can I? And I oh, remember, wow. uh, I remember like Michelle had this like eureka moment yeah. of like the <laughs> type of music and sounds that she wanted to hear. Yeah. And I, I saw how she reacted to it because obviously she's blindfolded and, I, and I'm not. <laughs> and she was like, whoa, what is this? What is um, so weirdly is when MGZ came the next day and started making a beat, it had elements of the song she had just heard, which he hadn't heard. So from there, it, like, it wasn't really something like I foresaw because it happened during the bootcamp. But I think wow. ever since then, like I see her sharing a lot of like Alina Barraz's stuff or Galia Mata. So I'm like, at least, yeah, I was able she to give that. But definitely yeah. she started, yeah, incorporating that stuff. How lovely. Thank you so much for sharing your <laughs> art, your music. It's so wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Who do we have next? Ananya, the one and only. Ananya. You wanna okay. Are you are you ready with your with your guitar? <laughs> yes, I am. All yeah. right, wonderful. It's right next to me. You know what's yeah, funny is for go. anyone that's about to hear this song, this song is actually how Ananya wrote it. So we're getting the Yeah, like it it, it was an acoustic song turned into a full song and now it's going back to its like mm -hmm. source. Really? Yeah, wow. so this okay, is so like, this I'm, is how yeah. you this is it. The like un, This is the un, origin. Oh, how lovely. Okay, I'm excited. Take it away, Ananya. <laughs> Thank go. you. So um, do you want me to like say a little bit about the song? Yeah, okay. Sure. So uh, Homesick, um, I wrote Homesick with another uh, producer at the boot camp. His name was Aram and he's really talented. And so um, when we got together, I asked him um, what he wanted to write about. And he said that, I mean, I've been missing Armenia lately. And so I wanted to write something about missing home. And then we came up with this idea where it would be like um, uh, missing home and home could be anything, it could be a place, a person, a thing. And uh, sort of when you're when you're out of the familiar, when you're facing change and you're you're sort of homesick, where you want to go back to what you're comfortable with. And yeah, that's what homesick's about. So yeah, hope you enjoy.
Pods out. Yes, um, yes. Your your, vo- your voice is unbelievable. You are so wonderfully talented. Um, Thank you. And I just am so excited. I'm so excited for the future that everybody has. You know, it, it, because there are these initiatives that are driving to build bridges from us to the world. So. Thank you, Nomad, for the work you do, Ananya, Michelle, for your performances and for your commitment to music in at a time when we need it so desperately. And Bailuni, crafting it every single day, you know, 
whether or not people are listening, you're just doing your thing. And I love that. Like, you're so committed to no, the craft. No, thank you it's so amazing. much. And honestly, shout out goes to the guys in general, like the Nomad guys, uh, Michelle, Ananya, and all the other 13 guys that were in the boot camp. Like, yeah. uh, to be fair, in general, whether it's Nomad or not Nomad, um, I think a lot of just in general, our city uh, sort of uh, sleeps on how much backend work goes on while we're not doing yes. these podcasts and whatever. And it, it does take a lot of effort for them to, to come into like a session, maybe if it's after work or after uni and yes. be tired or be going to a producer's house or going to their artist friend's house to co-write or like a lot, you, you, a lot of work goes into the two and a half, three minutes. And it's, it, even like podcasts like this, you know, which is why I think we're all <laughs> thankful that we're even having this chance to talk about it with you because like this podcast may be an hour, an hour and a half, whatever it may be, but there's so much more that goes on behind. So yeah. thank you for at least highlighting and elaborating it because I know you share our pain in another format, but you share our pain. <laughs> and your passion. And your passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> So thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Um, thank you for listening. And again, uh, check out the Nomad Live website. We'll put it on our link as well if you want to uh, su uh, submit your song or your questions for Big Hass and Charlie Sloth. Thank you, everybody. We love you. And uh, as always, take care of each other. Salam. Salam.